Welcome to HB RV Lifestyle, the podcast. And my goal today is to have this episode completely inspire you to follow your dreams. The dreams of people change as we get older. I know how that goes. My dream when I was 19 years old was to be a major league baseball player. And knee injuries, arm injuries kind of prevented that from happening. Something a little out of my control, a freak injury to my knee and an absolute freak injury to my non-throwing shoulder uh, created a scenario where I could no longer play baseball. Well, I probably could, but I couldn't play at the level that I was at. So they call me the honey badger because I give it to you straight about the RV business, straight and transparent about the RV business and also the world. And and things started to change probably about 10 years ago for me. I'm going to be turning 40 next year in 2024. And as I'm exiting my 30s, Heading into my 40s, I've learned something that even 65, 70-year-old people have not learned yet, and that is that life is short. And the way that the world communicates with us has changed, but the messaging is still the same. And the messaging is, is go get a job, go get a mortgage. Get a 401k. Uh, We have to be able to make a living wage. The messaging is all about how to just make it. The message in social media is either, oh, we can make you an instant millionaire. Just sign up and pay this amount of money. Or it's, All the negativity of someone that's maybe a single dad or single mom and the struggles of everyday life. Nobody talks about the dreams and goals of a normal average person like myself. Now, while it would be great that if this podcast and my YouTube channels made me a millionaire, (laughs) that would be like amazing. The chances of that are very slim, but where else can it take me? What else can it do for me? What does this education platform help me do in the long run? For me, it's about, because I don't make any money doing the podcast, but for me, doing the podcast is a dream of mine that started about 10 years ago that I finally got the balls to do, what, 19, 20 months ago. And a lot of it is we we sit back as human beings and we overthink something. Like we have to have everything perfectly set up, all the stars have to align for us to want to, just do something. And it's the fear of failure, guys. And I've failed a lot in my life. I failed at baseball. I failed at football. I failed at acting. I failed at the adult film industry. 
And no, I was not a porn star. I never was uh, in nude in anything. I'm talking about uh, I was in the backdrop of the adult film industry for one year. I did camera work. I, I did uh, fixing the uh, spot, the lighting, fixing equipment. That's what I did. I didn't do anything else. I did that for a little short period of time. Um, I, I was very successful as a salesperson, both in timeshare and in the RV business. I was a terrible security guard. But yet, out of everything I've learned and everything I did, I have nothing to show for it. At least that's how I used to look at it. But what I have to show for it is a set of skills that I've learned that makes it easier for me to recover when times are really bad. So I know how to get through bad times and I know how to come out on the other end smelling like a rose. But you have to fail in order to succeed. That's the secret that I've learned in the last 10 years. You have to fail miserably because you have to learn to pick yourself back up. One of my favorite speeches is by Sylvester Stallone in the movie Rocky Balboa when he says, it's not how hard you can get hit, but it's how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. Because that's how winning's done. That, that's how it's measured. If you don't think Elon Musk hasn't failed and Mark Cuban hasn't failed and Donald Trump hasn't failed. If you don't think that the rich, the elite rich that weren't silver spooned. I'm talking about the guys that came from the bottom and made it where they are today. They've fallen on their ass a lot, a ton. And, and whether or not it was instant success or maybe it took them 20, 30 years, a.k.a. Grant Cardone, it doesn't matter when we hit the success. It's getting there and what it means to us what it defines us as. My definition of success is not monetary right now. I know monetary will come with the success. That's an automatic. Okay. So if this podcast continues towards the path that it's on right now, Right now, we're just short of 8,500 downloads on all the platforms. And we are, I think, at 3,000 views on YouTube. The money will come. The sponsorships will come. My definition of success is the content. That's my definition. And everybody's definition is going to be different. If you're an auto mechanic and you're happy with your life, maybe your definition of success is that you own your own shop. 
or that you have a little side gig where you can feel like you can help people that can't afford to take their car to the shop. Maybe you're someone that works in an office, a corporate environment. You're happy with your job. You're happy with where your career is going. You know you're going to climb the corporate ladder, but maybe your definition of success is that one day that you spend in the soup kitchen feeding veterans. Everybody's different. For some of us, it's about video game streaming. I know of three guys personally that are big on TikTok and uh, I forgot what that streaming platform is. Um, God, I can't remember, but anyway... They stream their video games that they play. Their definition is they don't make money, guys. I mean, they make a little bit. They make enough to live. They still have a job. They still have a career. But for them, their definition of success is is playing video games with people around the world and discovering new things about every single game And the money they make, they pour right back into more video games. They pour it back into the content. Not everybody on social media is looking for clout. There's a lot of us small creators and small content creators. There's more small content creators that don't give a rat's ass about clout. I could care less. Do I have some say in the RV world? Probably not as much as I could. Does it matter? No. So you're probably wondering, what does this have to do with the RV business? It has to do with the fact, what I call the tape measure close. How much longer are you going to not get involved in a dream of yours of the RV lifestyle? Or maybe the boat lifestyle? Or the yacht lifestyle? This would be a big shout out to my boy Bear. My boy Bear, his name's Young, but we call him Bear. He's a big old dude. He was one of my protégés. I trained him, taught him, trained, you know, he, he has become probably one of the premier uh, luxury yacht salesmen on the West Coast. He doesn't deal in new. He mostly deals in pre-owned. But he told me for three years, oh, you know, I'm just saving up for my boat. Oh, I'm just saving up for my boat. No, it just the stars haven't aligned yet. I still got to do this. And I still got to do that. And I still got to do this. So one day after a year, he paid down some of his debt that he had. And I sat him down in my office and I said, hey. And he goes, what? I said, you're a fucking idiot if you don't get a boat right now. I said, if I were in your shoes, you're 50 years old. How many good years do you have left that you're going to even want to work on a boat? Because the boat you're going to be able to afford, obviously, is going to be a little bit of a fixer-upper. He got so, like, upset with me for telling him this. And he went out, and he had a couple beers over his two days off, came back, 
and he's the proud owner of a boat that he still owns today and is his primary residence that he lives in in the in a harbor. And it pushed him towards his dream that I told him not to do, amazingly, because I try to keep him in the RV business, but it, it pushed him in another direction. It, it took him down another path. When you follow your dream and you follow what you want to do with your life, and I'm not talking about being president of the United States. I'm talking about like those goals that you go home, you go to bed at night and you go, man, if I only had this, I, if only this would happen, I would go and buy an RV. Or only if only this would happen, I would go get an old car and fix it up. Yes, people will look at you strange, but they don't look at you strange because they're mad at you. They look at you strange because they're jealous of you. I tell people I live in a travel trailer and every time we sell one on the lot, I have to move into another one. You don't think that I don't get looked at in a strange manner? I get looked at in a strange manner all the time. I get nasty comments on my YouTube videos. I get nasty, nasty, nasty comments all over my social media platforms. People call me names. People that tell me that I'm full of shit. That I don't know what I'm talking about. The old me would have called them out and called them a bunch of punks. And anymore, I'd just say, thank you for your feedback. I learned five, six years ago, it just isn't worth getting in a confrontation with somebody that is stuck in their ways. You're not going to change them. Let them be mad. Let them scream at the Fox News Channel and CNN and MSNBC. Let them scream about the deep state and the swamp and blah, blah, blah. And let them scream about democracies in in trouble. Democracy isn't in trouble. The day democracy is in trouble is when we have a military coup that takes over this country and it becomes a dictatorship. We just forget as a people that we have the control. We forget it all the time. There's a saying from V for Vendetta. That's a great saying that people should not be afraid of their governments. Governments should be afraid of their people. We still have control. The entire world. The poor and the middle class still outnumber the elite rich and politicians. And it ain't even close. See, what we forget is we forget money doesn't mean anything. Money is a process. It isn't a physical Entity, even though you can smell, touch, and feel it, gold, silver, cash, coins, it's all bullshit. A piece of paper that says you own something is bullshit. 
We use stuff. We don't own it. We use it. That's the difference between the elite and the middle class. That's the difference between the poor and the elite is the understanding that we own nothing. We've owned nothing since the dawn of man. We are allowed to use things. We use homes and land to have a safe place to rest our head and cook a warm meal and raise a family. We use vehicles of every kind to build to go on vacation to build memories to go to work to earn a living to become a member of society by working at a job or a career that in our mind by our choice forwards the human progress or maintains the human progress of the day for example great example a lot of you probably work in a warehouse somewhere probably drive a forklift maybe you sort things maybe you sort boxes uh, for stores if you work in a warehouse you may not find it to be the most enthusiastic job but your job is highly important you are a part of the supply chain that keeps things moving it doesn't matter if it's shoes food good canned goods appliances doesn't matter your importancy is beyond what most people can think it's not the best paying job but neither is a cook at a mcdonald's or a cook at a fast at a denny's or an ihop everybody's job is important you might feed people so you might work at a restaurant or grocery store that forwards and maintains human progress daily because everybody has to eat to survive. If you're a truck driver, you're freaking probably one of the most important people in the world. The railroad people, airplanes, flight attendants, pilots. The auto mechanic, the electrician, the plumber. Your paycheck does not define how important you are. But we allow it to. Because we don't understand it. We forget and that the human life is so precious. It doesn't matter about our skin color, our sexual orientation what we think our gender is, what our politics is, none of that at the end of the at the end of the day matters when we're gone. It's how we lived and how we treated others that's important. The most famous people in history were broke, guys. 
Some of the most famous people in the world were broke. They were farmers, blacksmiths, mail delivery people. They weren't millionaires and billionaires that inherited a bunch of money. Do you think Steve Jobs inherited a bunch of money? He started a company out of a garage. And he was the same guy in the garage that he was the day he died. An arrogant ass. But everybody looked at him different later in life because he had money. They forgot that he was the same guy in the garage that he was when the iPhone was released. Everybody forgets about us being a human being. It doesn't matter how much our money we make. We all bleed the same color. We all have the same organs. Female, male, we all have the same organs. Outside of our reproductive ones. That's it. So if you're going to wait for the stars to align to start a YouTube channel, start an e-commerce business, go buy an RV and travel the country, travel the world in a boat, it doesn't have to be picture perfect. I'm going to give you a story about me. It was when I was 18, 19 years old. I traveled Europe with only $2,500 in my pocket. That's it. I hopped on buses. I took free transportation in Europe to get place to place. Back then, MySpace had a crash on the couch type of deal, which you can't really do anymore because people are so untrusting nowadays, but can't blame them. But it was like nobody thought I could travel to Europe. Everybody's idea of going to Paris or Berlin or Rome is this big, extravagant, gorgeous, romantic hotel and you got to spend x amount of dollars on the food and you got to go see all these things man i did all that fancy stuff later in life in different areas and i preferred the broke way i did things so i remember i i got into um oh god it was uh tuscany italy and there was a um i got into tuscany and I got off the bus and I slept like 20, like 20 of 28 hours. I slept while I was waiting for this bus. And I was so rested that I didn't sleep for like two days. All I did was roam around. And I, I remember that this, this guy who owned this little restaurant had um, an upstairs apartment he would rent every once in a while to his workers and his worker his cook had had left uh moved somewhere else in europe and he goes hey man do you want to um 
you want to rent the apartment for a little bit or use it, just clean it up, fix it up. I'll give it to you for free as long as you help me clean the kitchen in the restaurant and you help me fix up the apartment for the next employee. Shit, I was 18 and a half years old. I was happier than pig shit. I was like, yeah, man, I'll do that. I'll clean up a nasty kitchen. And on top of that, I'll scrub your bathroom toilets too. I mean, I got a free place to stay in Tuscany and I can enjoy the nightlife and the afternoon life. I just had to go in the morning and scrub down a kitchen. I'm in. We forget those things. We forget that that is possible. That's how we can make life work, the barter system, to where we can enjoy things. There's a shortage of people in the world that want to work. Be one of those people that wants to work to live. Don't be one of those people that wants to live off everybody else's tit. Don't be one of those people that wants to also on the opposite end live to work. If you want to start something, go do it. Don't wait around for the stars to align. I'm starting a brand new lending company, and it may take me some time to do it, but I'm going to, God forsake it, I'm going to do it. And I already started the process. The stars aren't right. The stars haven't aligned. There's no investors out there wanting to spend their money, and yet I'm going to still start the damn company. At the end of the day, folks, we can win the day when we put our mind to it. If you put your mind to it, you can accomplish anything. Until next time, have a good one.